What, she doesn't think you can record a podcast on a Tuesday? I don't know. <laughs> People... Hollywood re- never sleeps, Brenda. ...record podcasts whenever... This is show they, business. Because she said, I, yeah, I need to learn about podcasts. They record them and then send them on a certain date. Some people so release this, them right after. Though. That's true. This one you release right after. No, not this one. The one before this one. Yeah. That's Ruby. Ruby. Ruby just happens whenever I fucking do. Yeah. I fucking do. You get, it. you get it when you fucking get it. <laughs> we'll give you a podcast and see what happens. You know, you'll like it. <clears throat> Ew. Excuse me. Sorry. Why is that the loudest speed bump on our little thing? Are we recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, Great. Why is, this why is that the loudest speed bump? I'm sorry for burping into your ears within seconds of the podcast. That's what we get for doing like a whole like a what little thing. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, we'll have to listen uh, to as uh, as she makes some dinner. I'm officially hungry enough to make questionable food choices. Uh, oh my god! Tell her to make also apparently questionable podcast decisions. Too. <laughs> oh, Sharon. Enjoy, uh, Michelle. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Hope you're listening. She'll listen. Hopefully, listen to this next one. <laughs> we just set up this whole thing for you, and you ignored the entire fact that Chris said that he had a normal amount of teeth, <laughs> which is the best joke that I wait. Come we up missed with all the, day. What was the cake one? <laughs> I would never lie about I would cake. Never. never. It is very special to me. I actually don't like cake that much. I I don't hate cake. I would prefer like a pastry. I do like pastries more. I'm never, I like, I don't know, ever since college. College was really what like turned me off of like sweet things. Because I used to drink soda every single day. I drink multiple sodas every single day. Um, I would drink sugary drinks. I'd eat sweets all the time. And ever since college, like I don't, dr- I don't eat much chocolate anymore. Uh, I don't drink any sodas. I don't do anything exciting with my life. I'm boring. I sit at home on my couch. I work. For- <laughs> I oh, eat olives and I. Tr- I'm drink single. I have a dog. I have two breakfast. cats. <laughs> and I watch Ally McBeal. <laughs> I watch Bewitched. <laughs> I watch Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Then I turn it off, and I listen to... I have seven <laughs> glasses of wine. I fall asleep on the couch. I wake up hungover. Listening to Alanis Morissette. <laughs> then I get off of the couch, and I do my P90X workout. <laughs> Throw up in the toilet after... <laughs> it's And this it's now... A, a pe- crystal Pepsi. Uh, it, and by this point, it's now 11 p.m. <laughs> And then I go upstairs, I put on my Snuggie, and I go to bed, just go like to everyone bed. else. Just like every normal suburban housewife. <laughs> With a glass of Chardonnay on the bedstand in case I get thirsty. In case the my night. mouth gets a little dry in the middle of the night, I just take a swig of my Chardonnay, and you know? rice, a bowl of rice aroni in case I get hungry. Pep- pepperonis. With Pepto-Bismol on it. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol's ready to go when you wake up in the morning. You're like, oh, fuck. Gosh. <laughs> I believe there's a campfire in my stomach. <laughs> I think I just uh, uh, I just inhaled 
uh, char. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just fucking charcoals in my mouth. And then you I know? get my Hitachi magic wand <laughs> and I put it on my abdomen for as a... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it makes it the moves t- everything around. The tummy rumblies go away, but then I start to feel something else, you know. <laughs> so I put on my Walkman <laughs> and I slide in my Leon my dude. <laughs> Why is this a mixture of early two thousand and ninety? I don't know what year what year we're going for. I- <laughs> and then I sit down and I watch the Eurovision talent contest. <laughs> but Eurovision's still going on going on now, bitch. But it's been well, going on now, since the seventies. That's true. That's true. Very very important. Cheers, bitch. Look at us. Poison. <laughs> what a <laughs> we haven't drank it yet. I'm what gonna. a what a way to start this this podcast. <laughs> Fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that you. Uh, yelled that at me at the this past weekend at your wedding. You're like poison. I was like, I didn't even fucking say that. And then I was like, please. <laughs> and then I was like, go put on the Ali McBeal. <laughs> oh, so we're talking about you now, not even me. I love Ali McBeal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I've never seen that. Show. Is that why you said that? <laughs> um, I did recently. <laughs> Now that Thomas and I are husbands, mm-hmm. uh, he gave me access to the Hulu account. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. And I hope Allie McBeal's there. I just want to watch some garbage, like, stupid television. Speaking of garbage, I don't know what the show is called. Allie McBeal. It's about a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just see that massive eye roll I just gave you? I don't see your eyeballs still. They're in the back well, of your I'm head. Well, I'm sorry that I have four eyes, okay? <laughs> I have glasses. And they're all pointing towards the wall behind you. <laughs> they're actually, like, all pointing in different directions. Because you have a normal amount of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have a normal amount of eyes. Not four eyes. I, I hear things eyes. that are in decibels. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a normal amount of decibels that are speaking to me right now. This is n- normals. There's a white people tweet oh, that boy. says... Um, Hi, welcome to Bed Bath and Beyond. How can I help you today? And they do you want to try our new uh, satin sheets? And they're like, no, take me to the Beyond section. <laughs> and then I think that their eyes roll back in the head and they go black. And they said, "Come with me, <laughs> take me to the Beyond section." Yes, take me to your leader. <laughs> That's uh, very accurate. Um, I was going to say something. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Before we were talking about Beyonce, um, you meant a mention of something. Ali McBeal? Yeah. Before that. You're Before you made a mention of Ali McBeal again. You're going oh. to talk about a show? Trash TV. Um, mm. Savannah put on a show last night that was like a bunch of straight people, which ugh, already gross. They all get together and they do like a whole um, – it's a dating show essentially – is it uh, the circle? No. No, it's it's a uh, perfect match or something like that. No. Oh, uh, she like watched those. the circle too, and I only watched a little bit of it. I watched the whole thing, and it was stupid. And I, I could hated it. not figure out. You should not watch the perfect match. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it's she like put Love on Love Island. Yeah, she put it on last night, and it's like the premise of the the show itself is halfway decent, but it's a bunch of uh, stupid hot people, stupid straight white men who are like, oh yeah, I've got a million abs, and I I've got big old chest My muscles. My favorite thing blah, to do blah. is uh. Work out, and then when I'm done with that, uh, I like to like you know uh, 
look up current events like yeah. the new Carly Rae Jepsen. No, exactly. <laughs> like the new uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, not Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, <laughs> just super bro music, not. Yeah. And that's what I was like. I told Savannah this, this is the point that I was getting at. I was like, I told Savannah, I was like, you think I could try out for one of those shows? And he goes, No. And I was like, What if I just like, Hey, bro, my name's. Hold on, let me do it again. Hey, bro, my name's Chris. I don't think that either of us are good at a straight well, person accent. I would try and do like a southern accent and so that I could, you know, go for like the southern vibes because you know they're really like a southern boy on those shows. So I could be like... But you already hey. have a southern accent. Yeah, I know, but I had to make it lower, obviously. I trained... I did... Uh, I've said I have this, trained. <laughs> I've said this on this podcast multiple times that I used to try and make my voice lower. So I've got my voice down that I can just like do a southern accent from sharks. See, and... but I don't, I don't see it still. But I, that, okay, let me try. She didn't either. Try. Savannah didn't, didn't try it either. What's our sentence? sentence? Give us, let's make up a sentence. Um, you, uh, hey, my name is so and so, and then uh, my uh, I'm pleased to meet you. My talent is or job is whatever. You're introducing yourself. No straight person says pleased to meet you. Please. Okay, say something. Wh- whatever you want to say. Just your in- introduction to the show. Okay, wait. Um, no, I'm gonna read a headline. Let me just do that. That is, sounds pretty easy, and I could go. <laughs> you're, you're gonna fail like miserably. Well, to continue my story, while you're looking for one, I. Um... Okay, I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Supreme Court rejects GOP bid to reverse Pennsylvania election results. You sound the same. Gay. No, I was lower. Uh, okay. <clears throat> it's my S's. The S's are the S's are really gay. S's! <laughs> and my name's fucking Spencer. Yeah. Uh Supreme Court Where does the S go? <laughs> Supreme Supreme Court. You're a Supreme. Supreme Supreme Court. Yeah, I feel like Do you like a higher tongue? S- like like you know where the arch is in your, your mouth before it goes down to the teeth? Like make the S like stop there. Supreme Supreme Court. court. Give it like a like a like a Dan Rather's kind of thing, like shh, shh, oh, Supreme Court. Court. There you go. <laughs> GOP bid to reverse Pennsylvania reverse. election results. <laughs> I feel like my mouth is like. Mm. <laughs> Was that good? I want a rating. Please uh, give it. To us. <laughs> please, please give it a, a straight rating, please. Uh, on a okay, yeah. uh, on a sage from one is Ariana Grande's brother <laughs> Frankie Grande, <laughs> and ten is Mike the Situation. From... Uh, is he straight? I don't. I okay, wouldn't go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't no. go straight. Uh, I would go with like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. I don't even think he's straight. Yeah, he's from true. Europe. Um, go with uh, who's the the cowboy uh, that punches people? Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a I'm pretty sorry, straight Chuck Norris. 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 North. Um, I feel like he's a pretty straight guy, you know, mm-hmm. like mostly straight. Um, okay, you try. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna read this one. Mm-hmm. Supreme Court rejects GOP bid to reverse Pennsylvania election results. You just sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Southern, Supreme you can't Court, associate um... just being Southern with stupid. Okay. <laughs> Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Uh, anyway, so the show that we were watching last night, um, it uh, the the women are much more interesting than the men. Obviously, don't you find that a normal uh, life? That that's I that's my normal life. I find the women are much more interesting than the men. Uh, but also, they these people like the the show does not hide the fact that these people are fucking wasted, like <laughs> um, almost all the entire time. Like especially in the confessionals, because they'll be like. 
So I'm talking about this over here, and like I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And I was like, one eyelash is on the cheek. Seriously, I'm like, you guys are a mess. And it's really funny, like seeing them fight too, because they're like yelling about stupid ass shit. I'm like, what are you yelling about? And because the whole point of the premise of this show is that everyone there's ten. 10 couples so 20 people all together and they're supposed to uh they they took like this like test um where they had to go through all this like extensive you know psychological testing to find out who their perfect match is they and, answered a lot of the questions on okay keep it exactly and so then they got paired up uh, uh, according to their perfect matches and the whole thing is like they're they're fi- supposed to find their 10 matches within Ooh, 10 can they see each other Yes, they all hang okay, out with each other. Mind. I thought I was thinking about But they're all hot and they're all... They're like, I want to sleep with... Horny. All so of them. They're all having sex with each other. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. That's where all the drama comes from. Um, and so they're all supposed to be making connections with each other. And some of them make connections with people who are not their perfect matches. And so then it throws everything off and people are all pissed about it. So is actually kind of entertaining because of that fact. Uh, and the whole premise is that you only have they only have 10 turns to get all 10 couples right. Or else they don't win their money. And the money is, it's a million dollars split between 10 couples. So it's supposed to be like $100,000 um, a, piece. a piece. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, if you don't get them, you don't win. So. I guess that's moderately interesting. Yeah. I just don't care for straight people's relationships. Oh, I don't know either. And that made me, that got me thinking. I was like, oh, I wonder Aww. if they had like a gay television show like this. And I was like, wait, didn't they just have one recently where they tried to do like a bunch of queer people that were all together? Um, <laughs> and everybody was like, we are now a septuplet. Everyone just having sex with each other. We're all together in one relationship. Because I think it was basically like a bunch of like bisexual and pansexual people together, like trying to find love. I think there really was one that was like that. Oh, uh, wasn't that was like the A list or something? I don't remember. It was like supposed to be like Real Housewives of Gay. I don't know. It um, but it just happened like this year or last year. Like oh, I don't know. <clears throat> it like recently came out, and it was a bunch of. I think it was like six guys and six girls. That were like all bisexual and or pansexual, and they were like all just were fucking each other. And I was like, because that's what I suggested to this fan. I was like, what if we did this for guys? And she was like, they would all have sex with each other, and nothing would ever happen. And I was like, they would all have sex with each other, except three of them who would be in like a like a caddy. Yeah, like mm, I'm just gonna sit over here and just sip my drink. <laughs> he really wants to fuck me, but I'm not gonna <laughs> let him. He really wants to. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck you, Fuck Kyle. Fuck you. I'm going to wait for that one who doesn't want me, okay? Because that's what we normally do, okay? Besides, your highlight is way too high anyway. So I don't want that. Actually, there's a German one called uh, Finding... No, not Finding Prince Charming. Um, oh, Sprachenbrugenwurst. No, it was something that... It was in English. Not the show. The show wasn't in English, but the show title was in English. It was something Prince Charming. It was not Finding Prince Charming because that was the one that just happened. Kiss and that frog. was all trash. Because I hated Finding Prince Charming because it was literally the idea of the gay relationships stereotyped into an actual show that was put on like a, a TV network. Because they went through like, – because I think they had eight guys. And the, at the very end, the guy didn't even choose anyone. He was <laughs> like, like, I, I, I don't – No, he didn't want anyone. So he was like, I don't want to marry someone. I appreciate that. I mean. It's stupid. It's stupid. But but I appreciate it. But it just. Stand your ground. I assume your name is Hans. It perpetuates the idea that gays can't find love. So I was like, bitch, we're going to find. Perhaps some of them can't because they are too self-absorbed. 
Who are you staring at so intently? <laughs> the ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, I... Uh-oh. Do you have ghosts in South... The no, train that agreed. train. Uh, what... Thomas said something that was, like... He thought there was a ghost the other day. But when I was showering on Sunday, I always put the loofah on the, like, the part... The tub stopper to make the shower go. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to get my towel, and I looked down, and the loofah was on the ground. It probably fell off. I know. <laughs> but I don't think it But is. not because of a ghost. It's a ghost. Oh, okay. Okay. I believe in ghosts okay. now. You believe in ghosts. Even though this entire time, anytime I talk about a ghost, you're like, it's, ah, it's, real. Uh, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Um, also, speaking of this voice that we're talking in, because it reminds me of Cecily Strong, uh, she cracks me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Here, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. Open up. Whoa. No! Did you see that? She's hilarious. <laughs> yes, I do love her. Um, I'm still waiting for her to reprise her greatest hits of um, that woman from the GOP convention where she says, The best is, is yet, yet to Kim- Kimberly Gilfoyle, there you go. Gilfoyle. Um, yeah. I love that. Oh my god, that's so good. Yes, because... I want to put that on my spirit board. That shit was was comic worthy itself. Like Yes, and the best part is she had no intentions of it being comedic whatsoever. Exactly, she was trying to make it this epic speech. She's like... People will remember this speech for decades. This is an iconic speech. This is groundbreaking, never been seen before. Uh, Bar, buzz, n- buzz, another, another club, another club, club. airplane. Plane. If you need to hear it again, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, she was ready to make that like a big deal, and it's g- girl. No, you are not that kind of. Read you are room, not that honey. kind of girl. Read the room. Yeah. Wait, there's also, nobody in this room. Also, yeah, because was there wasn't supposed to be anyone in that fucking room, but it's a fucking Trump rally, so I'm sure there's plenty of people mm-hmm. in all the rooms without still wearing having rallies. Nose. Still having rallies. He's still having rallies. Still having girl, rallies. Girl, you fucking lost the election. What are you doing? He Saying had that he no, didn't lose. He had a rally in Georgia that was supposed to be for the Georgia uh, senators that are running and he made it all about himself. He did not even mention their names. What the fuck is your problem? This is not a political podcast. I'm sorry. It was just funny to me. We were I talking about funny hilarious. moments. It's, it is funny. It's hilarious. Funny. It's hilarious. Anyways. Um, hey, Spencer. Hey. When did you get here? I'm, I've am i been here for a little bit of time. Oh. Um, but may I ask you a question? Um, do I have an, a choice? Uh, no. Okay, well then, maybe. So yes. Uh, say, say yes. So you're five. Say you're five. Um, does 2020 have you feeling spoopy? <gasps> yes. Are our listeners also feeling anxious lately? Especially when we start to witch cackle? Well, did you know that your dogs can actually quickly pick up on those feelings and your witch cackles? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil. And their products are made, or I'm sorry, are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey... 
You can even use code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. To get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at BakedBones or their website at BakedBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs too. Need your dog bones in a jiffy? You can always pop down to Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights as well as South Congress Street in Austin. Baked bone. Whoa! That was good. Yes. That was good. That was very good. I love the harmony. That was very good. Um, so harmonical. It was. And also, I got to meet uh, Chris from Baked Bones last week as we donated to uh, the LGB Chamber of Commerce's event for oh, yes. the, the, the Mantra partner, Center. partnership between uh, Baked Bones and Listen, Listen Works. Works. Exactly. Listen Works helped with Baked Bones and, or I'm sorry, partnered with Baked Bones and uh, asked them to donate some uh, some dog treats. They didn't, donated 38 bags of uh, dog treats to the LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Um, and we got this to the Mantra Center. So apparently senior citizens uh, have some little puppy friends. At the, LGBTQ individuals it, who struggle through the holidays. There you go, exactly. Have pets as well, and they need... Uh... They need some dog need, treats. Uh, dog treats. Dog treats, exactly. So we got some dog treats for uh, for everyone to enjoy, and uh, that's what we got going on. We're very happy. We're very pleased, and we um, are thankful that we were able to do that. There we go. There we go. So I'm glad that I was able to meet Chris, and we got to donate some dog bones. I think it's hilarious that your photo op was like, we have, we have to be apart. Well, we, <laughs> we didn't have to be apart, but like... No one told us what to do, but, but your, also... Both of your names are Chris, so you didn't want to stand too no, close together. We don't need a Chris squared situation, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they would just meld together. We didn't, mm. like, we didn't want to get too close, because then it's just like... Boom. Like amoebas. Like, yeah. Whoop. Chris's get put together. Um, but also, I have to laugh, because I look at my photo multiple times, and my hands are just, like awkwardly by my side. It's like those photos we took in the garage. Exactly. <laughs> just um, like... What, what do we do with our hands? And I could not stop laughing at that because I was busy. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to put my hands in my pocket because I won't be able to see my t-shirt. But then, like, I tested it at home and I was like, you can literally you can literally see your fucking t-shirt. You should have done a peace sign. Like, ooh, ooh, here we are. Ooh, ooh. Hey, um, girl. Yeah, I, I don't know. And Chris, so, so the, the people that were at the um, Mantra Center... Um, ER that were that we donated to, they took a picture on their phone first, and I was like, "Okay, can you take a picture on ours?" And Chris had his hands in our in his pocket first, and I was like, "Oh, I should put my hands in my pocket too," but then I didn't ever fucking do it. And so then I took a picture on. It's just like me, just like my hands are just like awkwardly doing whatever. So waving. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure that I framed the picture well because I was afraid that like if I stuck my hands around my big old belly going on here, like <laughs> into my pockets, that it was just like make the shirt go away you know so there was a little bit of thought process there a little bit of panic gay it was gay panic it was gay couldn't panic. tell it was gay panic uh, i couldn't tell gay panic is not that why it's when gay people get murdered okay because they are around straight people and the straight people panic no that's yeah but also gays have panic all the time so that's well, what yeah, i call but gay, that's gay just panic sparkling anxiety <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
You want to talk about some stupid things? Let's talk about some stupid things. Who went first last week? I think it was me, so I think it's you. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I'm gonna get fucked <laughs> while you talk. You can just and get then fucked I'm just up. I'm here, and then after, whenever you're talking, I'll be like, "Blah blah." Hi. 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 Yeah, I'll be like Hi. and like you'll be you'll be in the middle of a sentence like okay, and then serial killer and it's like hey hell on. What is the name of the guy again? Was he here? What is the year that we're in? What time is it? Oh. I was for that year and uh, I remember this I remember seeing a thing on the notes uh, in the place at uh, one time, you know? I got one of the barbies the hair changes colors. And then I put it in the water and I was like, whoa. Uh, I was whoa. like a mermaid. And then I'm like, anyways, and you're like Oh no, no, you won't be like anyways, because it'll be afterwards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Exactly. Um so here I am. The awkward stagehand slash bodyguard slash jester slash dungeon scum turned guest star for our Swoopy Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote for, for the our Swoopy Podcast. I love putting the in <laughs> the front in front of, of it. Um, coming back again to continue my Medical Serial Killers Part 2. The Medical Series the- <laughs> Part 2. Put a the into it. Um... Last week, we summed up the medical serial killers that we had talked about thus far. Um, so you should have heard last week's episode. If you didn't, what the what fuck are you, are you doing? doing? These are canonical. You don't get this episode if you don't listen to the last one. You won't know what's going what on. What the fuck is happening? It's like an Ally McBeal episode. we do have episodes that are mostly standalone, but also at the same time, we do build upon our own jokes, which is ridiculous. Uh, so if you're not listening, then you won't understand all about fisting. So, like, yes, and if you've only tuned in you know, in the last five minutes, you don't understand the Ally McBeal reference. You, you don't know who Ally McBeal is? She's a woman on a television show. I'm a woman. Where she was maybe a cop of some sort or a I, writer. I, I never watched the I show. I, I, actually, I don't even know who Ally McBeal is, to she be honest. Was... <laughs> her real name is Allison. Okay. <laughs> I assume that it, her name is Allison, but it's fine. Uh, anyways, but if you didn't listen to RSVP Podcast, uh, you should listen to RSVP Podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Because it's available wherever you get your fucking podcast at. Uh, period, says. Anyways. Sister. Fifth. Let's talk about Linda Laura Hazard. Linda Laura Hazard. Hazard, yeah. Hazard? Hmm. I would say Hazard. Um, I'm not sure that I know this one yet. Well, let me tell you about it, okay? You ready? You're excited about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born in Carver, Minnesota to Montgomery and Susan Burfield on December 18th of 1867. At some point in her life, she made it to Washington State. Um, I just love talking about old-timey people on this podcast because we either have a ton of information or we have one None of at all. situation where it's like, well, now they're here. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> they were born and then they murdered. They murdered, exactly. Uh, she got a license to practice medicine in Washington State through a loophole that grandfathered her into alternative medicine doctors without degrees. Uh, I love that. I have mm-hmm. a few things wrong with this. N- number one. Alternative uh, nah, medicine. No schooling is required to become a doctor. Uh, number two. Women weren't allowed to fucking vote, but they could practice fake medicine. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say fake medicine because I do have a friend who's in, uh, I think it's called osteopathic medicine, where it's like... Bone medicine. No, no, not... No, no. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> osteo. No, oh, it's... O- no, osteo or osteo. I thought it was osteo. I don't know. I may be saying the wrong terms, but it's it's, it's medicine that's that is slightly From alternative. It's okay. not bones. It's not bones. <laughs> and maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. Then. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm saying the wrong thing. I'm it's gonna, bone medicine. I'm gonna. No, it's not bone medicine. We're not grinding bones down to make medicine here. <laughs> Yeah, it's to make jam that you use as medicine. Uh, that's osteoporotic. What did I say? I did say that, didn't I? What did I say? What did you write? I, I didn't write anything. I just, I'm just going off of experience here. Uh, Occidental? No. Al- alternative medicine doctors. What are they called? Witch doctors. <laughs> the witch in the woods. O-C-C-I-D-E-N-T-A-L. Say it again. O-C-C-I-D-E-N-T-A-L. Occidental. Okay. Occidental. 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 I don't know. Uh, anyway, okay. The, the, Ooh, they use the they use an O word that's racist here. Do they? An O word that's racist? They're rugs. Ottoman? Rugs, girl. Persian? <laughs> that doesn't start with an O. From East Asia. Oh, that medicine. No, no, not that. I don't need that. But it's occidental. Yes. So I have a friend. Osteoporosis medicine. Uh, osteoporotic is what I said. <laughs> That's Bone for medicine. your bones. So bones. you so you were right this entire time. Anyways, so that was a, a tangent of my stupidity. Anyways. Um, you pe- want some hand lotion? Uh, I put some on earlier. Do you are my do my hands feel dry? Kendall touched my hands this weekend and uh, oh yeah, dry. Kendall touched my hands this weekend. Uh, was it Kendall? Or was it Thomas? Nobody someone touched you. No, someone touched my hands and they were like, "I've never actually touched your hands before, but you have the softest hands." And I was like, "Me?" It like something that my mom would say. <laughs> no, it wasn't your mom. It was a boy. And it wasn't your dad. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It was a boy who was married, so... Really? Because I was the only person not married at the fucking wedding. <laughs> Besides the little kids. Tony would have been there. You wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been. Exactly. And I just love whenever Laura was like, uh, okay, I need everyone in their plus ones. And I was like... Raina, Raina come here. <laughs> right? No, I would have been like, Yolanda, get over here. <laughs> I would have been partnered with Yolanda. But like at the same time, I was like... Wow, I just realized I'm the 17th wheel at this fucking wedding. Because <laughs> there was only 18 people. So I was straight. Because the two girls had two boys at least walk on the aisle or something with. So I was like. <laughs> hey, Teddy. <laughs> take this dog. Do you take this dog to be your dog? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, I do. Do you? Does this dog take you? No. No. Get me out of here. Jump, <laughs> jump into away. the lake. <laughs> stupid uh anyways so then number three i want to know what this loophole uh that was just like wow bops we have standards now for y'all people who keep playing with leeches and are still alive but mm, we'll let you keep practicing but witches absolutely, absolutely not, not. Hang absolutely <laughs> not that woman knows math killer <laughs> but she she was a woman that knew math what year is it? This is 1867. Oh. Well, no, no, she was born in 1867, but the years, I assume she's probably like, what? Tw- well, they killed them 20 in 1866. Years, 18, 18, 
That yeah, but this is uh, eight. No, what? They killed the women who ma- knew math before eighteen. Oh, 1866. You're right. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, those are my three questions. Like, they couldn't vote, but they could do medicine. Okay, whatever. Um, so she takes it one step further by writing a book. Surprise called the science of fasting um which here's another joke written by me uh honestly sounds like a cookbook or and or a pyramid scheme that middle-aged white women will get into today <laughs> the, the uh, welcome to the church of veganism exactly um so find your is, power through fasting find your power through not eating food hold on hold on. you hear this I have this thought. So you've heard of pizza and you've heard of uh, mac and cheese, but have you heard of not eating? <laughs> have you heard of breathing? For, breathing for sustenance? Just a big gust of wind, you know? Like, hear nice me out. cube. Come with me here on this journey. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, oh my God, I'm famished. Tasty. So tasty. Mm-hmm. Famished you means you're hungry. I'm satiated. Satiated. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes when I'm really hungry, I I love to go breathe by a pine tree mm. and just you know savor that piney flavor. You're getting subtle ho- hints of gin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just drunk smelling this tree. When I want to have a wild night with the girls, I mm. go breathe down by the petroleum plant. Ooh, <laughs> let me tell you, honey, honey, let me tell the you the nights that I have passed out there. Okay, in a petroleum lot parking Into... parking lot. The ground and people have to. I've broken call. my nose. I've had people have had to call the doctors. They had to call the hospital. And they say, "Are you eating?" And then I say, "No." And then they hook me with what? Uh, uh, I've a food too. IV. Was, is that what the people? Something call? like that. But anyway, when I come out of the hospital, now. amazing. I feel so great. Mm-hmm. I like feel like ten pounds skinnier. Like no big deal. I love that. No big deal. Uh, anyways, so. Uh, Hazard also claims in this book that she studied with Edward Hooker Dewey, uh, who is credited with being the father of fasting uh, and also the no breakfast plan. So I'm sure a lot of you listening have heard of this whole like, don't eat breakfast, just wait until noon to eat. This man was the one who started it. Yeah, so I don't. Uh, that doesn't adhere to my beliefs. No, I like to eat food. So my beliefs are as soon as I wake up, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm on the seafood diet. Oh, do we see- use seafood? Do you eat it? I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you're so bad. I'm so you are bad. so bad. I'm so bad. I just see food. I eat it. Stop it. This is so funny, you know. <laughs> I just like to tell the people, the middle-aged white women, and they just like love it, you know. I went to Target with Thomas yesterday. Oh boy, I, <laughs> I was getting our Christmas card. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I was. Don't send one to me. I. <laughs> I'm gonna send it anyway. But okay. I'll just put mean things. In okay, it. that's perfect. Great. Your Christmas tree burns. I hope you don't. I don't want. I don't I, have a Christmas I tree. I you don't have a merry Christmas. I don't want you to enjoy your Christmas. Um, but <laughs> I was uh, performing for him as a middle-aged white woman. I was like, oh my god, have yourself a merry little Christmas. I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Oh my god, that reindeer over there, he's got his he's butt like, out. He's wearing yeah, a sweater. He's got like oh. a little red well, nose. That, don't that's you? cute. So you're doing Isn't a middle-aged white woman in Canada. She's from Milwaukee. Okay. She goes okay. over to Canada to get to, to get cheap 
leases and medicine. Oh, yeah, because the, the exchange rate is so mm. low, isn't well, it? Yeah, well, there's lots of uh, outlet malls right there in oh, yeah. uh, uh, Oshkosh. Oshkosh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, a chocolate factory on the other side, though. Oh, they've got oh, a maple fantastic. bar that you just wouldn't believe. Yeah. You just wouldn't believe. They've got maple sugar. Maple fudge. butter. Maple yeah, butter. Yeah, I put that yeah. on my toast in the morning for mm-hmm. the breakfast that I say that I don't have because I'm on the... I'm, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Yeah. Um, but it's so good. So oh, it's good. so good. Yeah. 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 Mm. Listening to your brother make fun of Canadian accents this weekend was really on point for me. His really are not funny. as good as mine. Yeah, I know they're not as good as yours because he didn't actually grow up, in, didn't actually spend much time in Canada, right? He spent more time than me. Oh, did he? I thought he was younger, th- or no, not younger, older than you. But I thought for some reason he was not. Never mind. I don't know. Never mind. He's just not as good at me as me as at accents. Oh, well, he's, obvi- he's also not brother. gay, so you're mm-hmm. you're the one who's like you know good at things. So. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's, He's yeah. like, I watched football and had a beer. Somebody put me in the patriarchy. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Okay. And I like, also love that whenever I was leaving, Laura and Mark were like, oh, we'd love to hang out with you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I'll hang out with Spencer. And she was like, uh, we'd like to hang out with you without Spencer. I was like, and then they were like, this is just kidding, Spencer. And, and they were like. <laughs> and I was like. So where are you going to take him? <laughs> you guys going to light up the chimney in the backyard and talk about fucking gay shit? Ivy. And how the neighbor's dog How are you going to be friends with Chris <laughs> without Chris Spencer being there? Like, I, I'm literally your translator. <laughs> Let's go ahead and translate gay shit to brother shit. Like, what's happening? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then she kept, Laura loves to do this. I'm just kidding. Uh, did she do that to you, Slabby? Yes. <laughs> I love that. It's cute. I really like it. Like, if you guys listen to this podcast, aww. I would love to hang out with you guys. Uh, it's very cute. But very you need sweet. a translator. You definitely need Spencer as my translator because I am very gay. <laughs> so you need like a gay to straight translator here for whatever. Uh, anyways. Where were we? Oh, Two no sentences in. Yeah. That's a bitch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, we got decently far. Um, so, Laura, no, no, what was her name? Linda Laura Hazard. She then was like, you know what? I don't have a degree, but I'm a doctor now. So, let's go ahead and create a sanitarium called Wilderness Heights. Uh, a sanitar- sanitarium is a place for people with chronic illnesses um, in Olea, Washington, uh, which I'm sure back then was like, a place for people to die. Not Olaya, Washington. Uh, the the sanitarium. Yeah. It was well, just like, be like... She doesn't enjoy when I beat her. The husband brings a wife. and I, She doesn't enjoy when I beat her. And you're like, well, that's crazy. So just, well, I guess she stays here. she got to stay here. she'll she grow out her hair. It. And uh, we'll use it to make wigs until she dies. Exactly. Get some money off of that. So, uh, patients here would fast for days weeks and sometimes months um and they would have a small amount of tomato juice or asparagus juice and sometimes be given a teaspoon of orange juice every day that was it that was it uh some patients try that out yeah some patients lived and committed her and i was like 
Oh, a teaspoon of orange juice. Well, then I think back and it's like, okay, people doing juicing nowadays. How is that any fucking different? It's not. It's not a teaspoon, but it's still some of the juices that I drank whenever I was doing the juicing was like, this is fifty calories. Like, you need two thousand calories ish a a day to be good. To be live. To to live your normal functioning life. So if you're to be able to walk up a hill. Exactly. So if you're drinking five things of only like a hundred calorie juices, you're drinking less than five hundred calories a day. So like, wow crazy anyways so this is what i kind of compared it to so some patients lived and committed her but dozens died at her hands uh these people would claim uh i'm sorry these people she would claim died of chronic illnesses such as cancer or cirrhosis of the liver not starvation uh however people in the community definitely thought that she was killing them with starvation so they renamed her referred to her sanitarium as starvation heights not wilderness heights um uh you could starve starve in the wilderness so. you could you could uh so all of which hazard continued to assure that her methods uh cured all types of ailments and illnesses because she was able to rid the body of toxins causing imbalances uh during her medical career medical career quote unquote uh hazard wrote three books uh, about what she described to be the science behind fasting and how it cures diseases uh, the first was Fasting for Cure of Diseases in 1908, followed by The Diet in Disease and Systemic Cleansing in 1917, and then a fifth revised and amplified edition of Fasting for the Cure of Disease was published in 1927 under the title Scientific Fasting, the Ancient and Modern Key to Health. Um, on March 28th of 1910, Earl Edward Erdman, a, uh, a city of Seattle civil engineer, died of starvation in the Seattle General Hospital. Which, I like to laugh at that because that's the Grey's Anatomy Hospital. Oh. Um, he kept a diary which detailed Hazard's treatment during the preceding weeks that, provide, that provides an insight into the treatment Hazard prescribed to her patients. So I'm going to read excerpts from his diary. Uh, the experts, excerpts are about a month long. Uh, February 1st, Dr. Hazard began treatment this date. No breakfast, mash soup, dinner, mash soup, supper. February 5th through 7th, one orange breakfast, mash soup, dinner, dinner, mash soup, supper. Because I guess supper and dinner are two different things. I think that sometimes people refer to dinner as lunch. But supper is always the last meal of the day. Okay. February 8th, one orange breakfast, mash soup, dinner, mash soup, supper. February 9th through 11th, one orange breakfast, strained soup dinner, strained soup supper. So, if you're doing strained soup, you're doing you're taking out the actual nutritional benefits. So you're just drinking the water, water. that is flavored with whatever you're cooking it in. Um, February 12th, one orange breakfast, one orange dinner, one orange supper. February 13th, two orange breakfast, one, or, I'm sorry, no dinner, no supper. February 14th, one cup of strained tomato broth at 6 p.m. February 15th, one cup hot strained tomato soup night and morning. February 16th, one cup hot strained tomato soup a.m. and p.m. Slept better last night. Head quite dizzy. Eyes yellow streaked and red. Yes, because you have now gone 16 days without eating actual fucking food. So your eyes are like, your body's like, I'm fucking dying. Um, February 17th, ate three oranges today. February 19th, called Dr. Dawson today to his home, slept well Saturday night. So he called one of his doctors. 
Um, February 20th, eight strained juice of two small oranges at 10 a.m. Dizzy all day, eight strained juice at two small oranges at 5 p.m. February 21st, ate one cup settled and strained tomato broth. Backache today, below, just below the ribs. Uh, February 22nd, ate juice of two small oranges at 10 a.m. Backache today in right side, just below the ribs. Is it Fe- the kidneys? I, pancreas is what I assumed. Because mm. that's where I felt my pain. Uh, well, you don't have a pancreas, so. Oh, my God. Uh, I assumed it was his, his body was basically shutting down. Uh, February 23rd, slept uh, but little last night, ate two small oranges at 9 a.m., went after milk and felt bad, ate two small oranges 6 p.m. If you eat something that your diet now for 23 days does not include, your body's, of course, going to not be happy about it. So Is that allowed? Is that allowed? I mean, that's what, whenever I did the strict paleo diet for eight weeks, um, it was great. I did really well for that. And didn't eat any fucking carbs that entire time. But as soon as I got done with it, I was like, I'm going to eat fucking pizza. Not a great idea. Because I didn't have any dairy. Didn't have any bread. Uh, didn't have any fatty oils like that. And eating a fucking pizza was like, okay, I'm going to shit myself. Um, not important. Sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't say that on podcast. That's eh, fine. Um, so, I, I like it. I would appreciate it if you didn't. There we go. Didn't say that. So February 24th, slept better Wednesday night. Kind of frontal headache in uh, the a.m. Ate two small oranges 10 a.m. Ate one and a half cups of hot tomato soup at 10, uh, I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Um, heart hit up to 95 minute and sweat considerable. So his body's like, I can't survive <laughs> without. Is, this is rough. Yeah, exactly. So February 25th, slept pretty well. Thursday night, ate one and a half cups of tomato broth at 11 a.m. Ate one and a half cups of tomato broth at 6 p.m. Pain in right below the ribs. February 26th, did not sleep so well Friday night. Pain in the right side, just below the ribs in back. Uh, pain quit at night. Ate one and a half cups of tomato broth at 10.45 a.m. Ate two and a half cups, I'm sorry, two and a half pump small oranges at 4.30 p.m. Felt better afternoon than for the last week. This diet continued uh, more or less unchanged until his hospitalization on March 28th. So he went two months with this. Uh, he died that afternoon when he got hospitalized uh, just before his co-worker was to transfuse his blood. So he was in the uh, in route to getting helped when he died. So sad. Anyway, so in 1912, Hazard was actually convicted of manslaughter for the death of a wealthy British woman named Claire Williamson. Claire weighed less than 50 pounds. Pounds? Pounds at her death. And how old was she? Uh, she was an elderly woman. So, <sighs> I don't I don't know how old. didn't say. But she I've had I've never a, heard of someone 50 pounds before. I think like 90 or 80 is 80 like, is like the, sickly, the, you're dead. Exactly. So, she was less than 50. I don't know how tall she was in the early 90s because, you know, people used to be sure. short. Yeah, but she'd have to be like... Three feet tall. But even Mary Kate, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, whenever they were going through their debacle. Their eating disorder. They yeah. were like 90 pounds. They, they were 80. Yeah, I think the 80 was like when it got to like the lowest point. So the fact that she was 50 is like, that's like a 
concentration camp level. Like, yeah. like you're just clinging to life at that point. Yeah. So Claire was actually with her daughter, Dorothea, in the fucking uh, sanitarium. sanitarium, who was also taking the same treatment. Sadly, they did not specify what either of them were in for. Uh, so I don't know what they were like. Hangnail. Yeah, I, I, like I was in here for whatever. So uh, some believe that one of them was able to smuggle a telegraph to family back in England, uh, but when family got there, Claire had already died. They're all the way in Washington. Their family lives in England. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't figure that one out either. Girl. Yeah, cause, I mean they're British people. I mean, yeah, but. Well, I don't. Know. I don't actually know where the family is from. I'm sorry. I just put that in there because. I said that she was British, so I assume they were from England. But they could have telegraphed. But to say telegraph, um, telegraphs were only across the water at that point. This is 1912. You had telephones. Yeah. You'd have to send a telegraph. Telegraph over to England. Mm -hmm. So that's why I assumed it was uh, England. Anyways, so whenever the family got there, Claire had already died. Dorothea weighed 60 pounds at the time of her rescue and later testified against hazard at the trial hazard was uh, hazard had forged claire's will and also stolen most of her jewelry and her valuables uh hazard was sentenced to two to 20 years in prison and served her time until 1915 so she served less than three years so about two years uh when she was released on parole following a full pardon from the governor the next year he was like, nah. Full pardon. Full pardon. What the hell? What they the hell? They were trying to help people. Oh, you're doing medicine. Oh, it's just medicine. It's just medicine. It's not big deal. I have to remind myself that at this same time in Portugal, they were discovering that lobotomies were a thing they could do. They were stabbing people. In the, remember whenever I did lobotomies, they were like, I'm going to take these people who already have mental problems who are not speaking. Mute. Some, some of them are mute. And then I'm going to stab in their brain. In the and eye and brain. Yeah, the eye and brain. Um, Until they can't sing happy birthday, which they couldn't no, no, sing no. before. They couldn't sing. Exactly. So in Portugal, these people, some of them were already mute. So they would stab them in their brain and they were still alive, but they still weren't responding. And it was like, okay, so you still have an unresponsive person. Who's still breathing. So they were like, our success rate is 50%. It was like, no, no. Look how much better they look. They, they aren't moving. That they're vegetative. They're, they're vegetative, exactly. So it's like, did you really have a success rate of 50%? So that's a kind of the whole idea that I think came from the the governor pardoning her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I had to remind myself that during this time, the lobotomies were being tested on patients and people were dying in the name of science. And they were just like, whaps. Oops. They died. <laughs> yeah. So she and her husband, Samuel Crisman Hazard, uh, who was alive from 1869 through 1960, I'm sorry, 1946, they decided to move to New Zealand, um, where she practiced as a dietitian and osteopath until 1920. In 1917, a New Zealand newspaper from, oh, I practice this. What? Juan... Widgie Didgeri. No. Juan Ganui. There you go. Juan Ganui. 
reported that she held a practicing certificate from the medical board of the state of Washington. Because she used the title of doctor, she was charged in Auckland under the Medical Practitioners Act for practicing. Yes, uh, <laughs> for practicing medicine while not registered to do so, and found guilty and fined of five pounds. Two diggery dudes. Five, five, pl- five pounds plus cost, which is appro- approximately about New Zealand dollars, $600. shillings. I'm sorry. Now, $600 plus cost, or about $462.13 in the United States. Um, so, in 1920, she returned to a lot... Ola, what did I say? Olaya. There you go. Olaya, Washington, um, and opened a new sanitarium known publicly as a school of health since her medical license had been revoked uh, and continued to supervise fast. Why is she going around and be like, people have to starve? Yeah. And continued to supervise fast. Exactly. Until it burned to the ground in 1935 and it was never rebuilt. So she did this for the next 15 years again and nothing ever like nobody came was back. like hey yeah which makes me mad in the second i'll tell you about it in a second so then in uh, 1936 she succumbed to illness uh and she practiced her own medicine oh. on herself so she died in 1938 while attempting to f- uh, fast cure she killed herself by starving herself well at least i mean at the very least the way that she killed people she killed she took it yeah the same way yeah so there are deaths contributed to her for her starvation practices so i'll go ahead and read the names 1908 miss elgin cox 1908 uh daisy maud hagland uh she was the mother of ivor's restaurant founder ivor hagland uh who i guess that's an important person maybe uh the official cause of her the official cause of her death was stomach cancer, but her inability to eat would have caused her to starve to death even without hazards assistance. So they were like, oh, it doesn't really like starving. Like She would have starved anyways. Like, okay, but That's she the point. exacerbated the issue. Uh, 1908 as well. Ida Wilcox. Sure. Um, uh uh 1909 blanche b tyndall 1909 viola heaton 1909 eugene stanley wakelin he died from a bullet in the head on hazard's property whether she was responsible for the shooting remains unknown though it is speculated to be the case so it sounds like he was trying to escape so she shot him no get back here and don't eat exactly so 1910 maud whitney 1910 earl edward erdman 1910 l e raider 1911 Frank Southard, 1911 C.A. Harrison, 1911 Ivan Flux, 1911 Lewis Ellsworth Raider, 1911 Claire Williamson, as I talked about earlier, 1912 Mary Bailey, uh, which makes me sad because uh, Bailey's named after a woman named Mary Bailey because uh, a fish camp. It was one of the fish camps I was in. So Bailey was, I got her while I was in that fish camp and the namesake that we were there was Mary Bailey. And I was like, oh, that's my dog. I don't think it's the same one though. It is. It's not the same one because uh, Mary Bailey was alive in 2012 when we were at Fish Camp for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's a hundred year difference. So, old. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 1912 Ida Anderson, 1912 Robert Graham, 1912 Fred Ebson, who was supervised for an, by another fast enthusiast. 
Um, and then it has a break because she obviously went to jail, 1912. Um, and then jail. She, and then she got out, but then there's nothing after jail from 1912 to 1917 when she moved to New Zealand, and there's nothing from 1917 until 1920 when she moved to moved back to the United States, and there's nothing from 1920 until 1938 when she created that whole new sanitarium. There, I'm sorry, 1938 uh, until she died. There's so no. So she was fully being like put an ad in a magazine. I can heal you. I can heal you, exactly. So, that's why I'm saying there's a possibility that there were more, but these are the only ones that were actually recorded that were on her watch uh, as a death, essentially. So, we had what? 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, 9, 12, uh, 13, 14, 15, uh, 18 actual recorded ones, but we have no idea how many there actually are. So... Just because she was a supposed doctor in the world of uh, 1920s doctors <laughs> that could just do whatever they wanted to. It really reminded like, me like, wow, you got a cough? Yeah. Please take this heroin. The leeches. Take the leeches, you know? Well, you can't even joke about that because we talk about Harold Shipman who, did, who gave people heroin into the early 2000s. So Harold Shipman was... An actual doctor that killed between 250 to 500 fucking people with heroin mm-hmm. during our time. So, mm-hmm. like, that's it's not that fucking wild to think about that. With what you're joking about, I had to think like think back to, like, H.H. Holmes, where it was just like, oh, come with me, I'll give you some medicine and stay, stay in, in my room. hotel. Yeah. Then you die. Exactly. Uh, that's really what it reminded me. Is she was just like... Here I am. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. But then these people who are coming with her believe what they were doing. You don't see your body just deteriorating in front of you in the mirror. This guy, we just want listen to this guy's testimonial in his diary of watching his eyes like eat themselves. Essentially, it, you have yellow streaks in your eyes and it, they're bloody like your eyes are dying. Your body's dying. Your organs are eating themselves. Like, I don't understand what you're. Oh, yeah, my body's curing itself. No, you're dying. So what your advice to me is, is... Don't fast. Keep I think, going to McDonald's. I think that intermittent fasting is not great. Uh, also, I, this is coming from a guy who also doesn't really eat breakfast ever. Uh, I do have tea, but it's not I breakfast. breakfast. Breakfast I is honestly... I never like the starving foods in the for morning. breakfasts? Yeah. Chef's, Chef's good. I do, I'll, so I'll agree with that. fucking good. I'll agree with that. I will agree with that. Also, the foods this weekend at the 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 wedding for breakfast were all oh my God. so fantastic. What wedding? What we just we've talked about your wedding like four times. My wedding. wedding. I'm married. Yeah. Yes. I just love the the whole joke. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is my husband. You don't have a husband. You don't, do you remember saying that to me? No. Oh, you don't remember saying that to me? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, that was on Saturday night. It, we were making bridesmaids quotes. Because you were like, oh, I got married. And I was like, oh, is this like a bridesmaid thing? And you were like, oh, this is my husband. You don't have a husband. You don't remember that? No. It was on the deck. It was like in the middle of karaoke. Well, I was just being mean then. No, it was funny. Was... It was funny. You were. <laughs> it was funny. I was going to say I'm sorry, but then you interrupted me. So no, I'm not. No, you're not. It's funny, though. 
I thought it was funny because it the re- it was because I was telling you the story about Laura saying, "Oh, everyone eat your plus ones," and uh, I was like, "Oh, I I don't I don't have a plus one or whatever," and then you were like, "Oh, this is my husband. Chris is lonely. You don't have a exactly. You don't have a husband. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it was funny though. I liked it. It was funny. Uh, yeah. So that was you know that I never mean to make you feel bad by those jokes. Yes. I can't even like. <laughs> I'd like make my. I'd like make myself stop smiling. Oh, I'm sad. I'm so sad. You you really hurt my feelings with that joke. Well, get out. If you feel so bad, get get the fuck out of here. If you feel so bad. Hold on, I can make I can make tears. Hold on. Can you cry on cue? <laughs> no, you can make me laugh. Hold on, I can sometimes. No, <laughs> I can, I can, but not right now. Are you going to make yourself cry? You're no. doing it. <laughs> hey, Google, play Don't Save It All for Christmas Day by Celine Dion. Oh, it was happening. Hey, Google, stop. It's copywritten. <laughs> we can't play it on a broadcast. Normally I can. I have a little bit of tears going just because of the little bits, but like. Yeah, sometimes I can. Anyways, and I can't make like tears run down my face, but I can make them well up in my eyes. So I can, oh. I can make some bitches like feel guilty because like I've done this to Savannah before. She says something mean, and I'm just like, and then like I make them well up in my eyes. She's like, I was just kidding, and then I was like, Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Why are you so hurtful? Yeah, I I can be pretty good at that, but I'm um, so emotional that I. I'm can't. so emotional, baby. No. <laughs> um, it would just be insincere for me to not cry if I'm going to cry <laughs> 30 times in one day. Bitch, I feel a feeling. <sighs> Thomas was like, what's your, I, I told Thomas, I was like, what's your favorite Christmas song? I'm going to put your Christmas song on now because it's December and we can play them now. And did you cry? No. But he, oh. I was like, what? Yeah. And then we played his and I was like, I'm going to play mine. He was like, you're going to fucking cry. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, what? That's what I played I think... the wrong song. Oh lord, that's what I think. I told I told Kendall's like I'm not gonna cry during this, and then that that's why I think that he was laughing at me the entire time because uh and he would he, he was oh sit, sitting he was like sitting facing towards me because the wedding was you know off to his right, um uh, and then he like switches his legs and is like. Oh my god. Oh my god. And like leans over to like his left side and said like his typical Kindle self. So I'm just like <laughs> I'm I wasn't sorry. I did not cry oh, any like geez. actual tears. It was just like a bunch of welling in my eyes and Raina made fun of me as well. So like everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I wouldn't have seen you anyway because I saw Thomas Blurry eye you you were just like couldn't... sob. Yeah. For the first time. <laughs> Oh Ever. yeah, because uh-huh. I've seen him well up before, uh-huh. but never sobbing. And he well, that's what sobbing. I kept on trying to look at, like your family, like see what was happening. But there was like four kids between me and then Brandon and Laura, and or I'm sorry, Laura and Brandon, and they were like blocking my vision from there. And also, I had tears in my eyes. I was like, <gasps> well, I kept looking. I was like, is my mom crying? <laughs> she was not crying. Was she not? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> we've saved it all for the dance. I guess that's fine. Yeah, and that was that was cute though. And uh, I was like, she's going to cry. 
She's she wore magnetic the lashes. They're gonna. Fly I know right they're the so cute. Off. I liked them. Oh, I didn't like them. Oh, you didn't like them? No. Well, they were good. I would have rather glued them on. Okay, well they look good for her. I mean, I could, I could tell, but yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, but they were cute. They worked for her. Um, also, it was a eighteen-person wedding in the middle of the woods. That it was a cute, tight family get together. So, mm-hmm. and everyone quarantined, and everyone Listen. was a little bubbled. So, khaki and white. That was very cute khaki and fucking white that was who very the cute. fuck said khaki and that was white very cute. also i love we said it that kindle <laughs> kindle did a, a flip Opposite. that was very cute actually mm-hmm. like i like that and i like laura's full khaki dress. i love that that her dress was so cute and whenever uh catherine was making fun of it on uh friday night she was like i can't wait to see your khaki dress and she's like said it with like an attitude i was like you been shady, and that dress came and out, and I was like, "Turned it the fuck yes, out, bitch! Turned the fucking it party, bitch!" It looked so good. It looked so good. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. And she was very sweet. Yes. Um, y'all ready to talk about my? Let's talk about some soupy things. You need another drink? I sure do. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start because why not? Are we into it? Yeah, probably. Probably an hour. Oh, that's not bad. Um, so I'm gonna talk about. Marcus Wesson. Oh. Uh, this is uh, a lot. So, and I do have to give credit because uh, your boy was not as, uh, is planative a word? No. Not as uh, forward thinking as Delaney R. Bartlett, who provided this article for me so that I could tell you about it. So, picture it. March 12th, 2004, officers are called to a scene on West Hammond Avenue in Fresno, California, where a heated argument over custody is breaking out. Once there, officers speak to Ruby Ortiz and Safina Soliaro, along with some family members who are with them. Oh, that's funny. Uh, They are worried about... Worried to a point of panic, claiming that their children are being held captive inside of the rundown office building. They are adamant that the man on the inside, their uncle, Marcus Wesson, was going to hurt their children. Oh, boy. So the police knock on the door to speak to Mr. Wesson and try to resolve the issue. A, a man with graying dreadlocks down to his waist answers. Unlikely the clear, the, unlike the clearly upset woman outside, Wesson is calm and cooperative. He agrees to turn over the children, but wants to tell them goodbye first. He asks the officers to wait and returns inside, closing the door. Neighbors will later say they heard gunshots. Police deny hearing any. Without any warrant or any indication that there is a safety issue, despite Ortiz and Solario's claims, the police don't have an authority to enter the Wesson house. So they wait. After an hour and a half, Wesson walks out the front door. His clothes are covered in blood. Oh, boy. As he surrenders to the... Wait, arrest- this is the uncle. Uh, yes. In the building. We'll say yes. Okay. So far. Okay. Um, so they wait. After nearly half an hour, the front door opens. Wesson walks <clears throat> out. His clothes are covered in blood. He surrenders to the arresting officers. Other officers rush rush inside the house. Inside, despite the sunny afternoon, the building is dark and silent. Against one wall, several coffins are stacked. I hate that. Then they enter a back room. Inside, covered in blood, is a pile of bodies. 
some of which are children. Each had been shot through the eye. Oh, Jesus. Because they were such in a tangle, it would Wait, where was this? Did you say that yet? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Fresno, California. Mm. Um, it would take many hours for the police to determine how many victims there were, and it would be several days before they were all identified. Oh, boy. Um, their names. Sabrina April Wesson, age 25. Elizabeth Bria Kina Wesson, age 17. Ilabel Carrie Wesson, age 8. Aviv Dominique Wesson, age 7. Jonathan St. Charles Wesson, age 7. Sidonia Solorio Wesson, age 2. Marshy St. Christopher Wesson, age 2. Ethan St. Laurent Wesson, age 4. And Java St. Vladenspree Wesson, age 1. So they're all family. Or all, all, they were all, the victims were all related. Yes. Okay. In determining the next of kin, the coroner had DNA testing on, done on all the victims. When the results came back, the true extent of Marcus Wesson's depravity was finally revealed. Oh boy. Wait, we're going to do something we predicted at the beginning of this podcast. What year is this? <laughs> 2004. Okay. I'm just asking for DNA testing relevance. Mm-hmm. Marcus Wesson, it seemed, always wanted to be a spiritual leader. He was born in 1946, the oldest of four children, into what could only be called a dysfunctional family. His father, Benjamin, was an abusive alcoholic who had never held down a steady job once and left his family for several years to live with another man. Oh. Wait, hold on. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were trying to be straight. Oh. Oh. Oh, you, you, gay. Um, on the other hand, why would you go with being straight? We were doing it earlier, right? I but... feel attacked. <laughs> I would. You were even making like a G sound with your your lips. I was like, he's it's gonna like, get you. Oh, gay. Oh, gay. Um, his his mother Carrie was a strict Seventh Day Adventist who so led Mormon ish. Isn't that Mormonish? Ish, yeah. Theirs are the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, Latter-day Saints. One of those. Um, Seven-day Ad- Adventists are more like Jehovah's Witnesses then, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, we knew all... I knew all these people in, in I wouldn't school. recommend any of it. No, I don't... I But I... Like, living from shirts, I knew all these people. They're all... They all live out in the suburbs because they don't live in the cities. There there are some people who live in the cities like that, but... These the, are... The Mormons uh, and the... Normalized. Jeho- yeah. Jehovah Witnesses and shit like that. The Seventh Day Adventists, they all live at. We had a Seventh Day Adventist um, church in church. I know exactly where it is. It's across from the elementary school uh, called Watts Elementary School. So it's not important. But it's right across the street. I don't want to go there. Yeah. I'm going to go to Fay y Paz down the street. Is that a restaurant? No. It's a church. <laughs> oh. What is that? Paz is peace. I don't care. I don't know what Fay is. I'd go to I would go to Universal Church, church, one that has a rainbow flag outside. That's it. Yeah, or that, or I'd just be like, "Hey, listen." That, or I wouldn't go to church at all because I don't believe in like, in Christianity. We'll read so. the Bible together. Yeah, and you tell me what you think. Yeah, we'll sit here and we'll see. Well, that that's. Have you ever read Life of Pi? 
That's what I like about that book. Honestly, from a, a little atheist boy in high school having to read that book, seeing his parents telling him to go find your own religion, essentially, and he went and read the Quran, the Bible, uh, the um, Old Testament as well, uh, and um, Hinduism. I don't know what they – I don't know if they're Christian or if they have, if they have a religious uh, text. Yeah, there's a book. It starts with a J. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, but I mean, he had to. He was deciding, but been between himself on whether or not he liked Judaism, Christianity, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Islam or uh, Hinduism. Oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Bhagavad Gita. I had never heard that, so I, I would have never, There's never, never many. guessed that. The Vedas are the originals, but Bhagavad well i feel like hinduism is one of those evolving religions it's always been evolving religion well it's one of the only polytheistic religions that's mainstream but it also is also monotheistic did you know that ish they only believe in uh one god but that That one god has uh thousands of gods exactly Mm -hmm. so uh that's what i like about hinduism is because thousands of gods represent different different parts of life what's the j book then i'm thinking of that's a holy book um zoroastrianism no taoism confucianism uh what is shintoism maybe shinto anyways um so that's what i like about life of pi because life of pi really explores the idea of of different religions and so like reading that but that's what i really like about that book is like that book really represents a whole like ideological like standpoint of that and people shit talk on the movie but i actually kind of like the movie it didn't go as in depth into the ideology of the book itself because the whole book was was around his whole journey with finding a religion because he didn't subscribe to any religion he took parts from every single religion and said this is what i feel and like i think that's iconic like that that is that is a feel for people nowadays modern modern secularism should feel from that if you want to believe in a certain faith or a certain religion you should take parts from each each religion or every religion that you feel or any ideas that you feel and create your own ideas like that's i think the main tenant of any religion is don't be a dick don't be a fucking dick it's, fucking Satanism is better than Christianity sometimes. Satanism like, is like, don't, literally don't be a dick. Literally don't be a dick. Like, literally take care of people. Like, that's the whole point. Satanism sometimes looks better than Christianity. And I'm like, Lord, I don't even believe in a heaven or a hell. But, like, sometimes you guys make me look at this goat man. And I'm like, not a bad idea, you know? Hey, he's got hey, some he's, pretty he's soft looking got, fur there. <laughs> he's got some great ideas here in his religion. Yes. Crazy. Um. I tried to read the full Bible one time, and I think I'm going to try it again. Uh-huh. And maybe try other ones. Yeah. Because I need to read more. Because yeah. I didn't be reading, and that's something that I used to enjoy doing, and I was reminded that I enjoyed doing it over the weekend. Yeah, I feel like I'd... I'd if I was going to get into reading, I would... Um, you, you're religious, get so... Into or you You have a religion that you feel about, so... You could get into a religious text if you wanted to, but I would never be able to read a religious text. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just all a bunch of. You don't want to read to the Bhagavad Gita? Bhagavad Gita? No, because I think the, the religion that is closest to what I subscribe to would be Buddhism. Like, and I, I don't believe there's a high de- higher deity like Buddha that's up there, you know, bringing us up in the caste system or whatever. Uh, but. I do believe in the whole idea of like inner peace and like 
finding yourself and your whole chakras like you're finding out who you are and like that's how you get to where you want to be so it's all about inner peace i i believe in inner peace and i also subscribe to the idea of a lot of spiritual ideas like um like native american and first nation people where it's very much like one with nature so like i kind of take buddhism and mix it with like naturism i guess so is, is the thing. Uh, a little bit yeah i guess i don't believe in the whole i i mean i do believe in the idea of like natural energies uh do i believe that you can like cast spells on people absolutely hit or miss i think that there are certain energies that you can put out in the world uh do i believe that you can make actually make something happen and say this is what i did uh no Probably not. no but I do believe that's like, oh, I'm wishing safe keepings on you and you come back healthy. And like, oh, well, yeah, I will not say like, this is what I did. I mean, but that's I, a prayer. I gave, exactly. Prayers. So like, how is that any different? You know? It's and not. so if, so if you pray something and someone comes back and Christians just, are saying, oh, I prayed for that. Alters. So exactly. So if a Christian comes back and says, oh, I prayed for that. So it's, it's, I did it, you know, that's. No, it's just. How is that any different? It's, it's wishes. It's good wish. It's wishing. So. Yes. Um, this is about to get a whole lot crazier. Okay, I love that. <laughs> um, so she is a Seventh-day Adventist who led the family in daily Bible studies who would whip her children with elect- an electrical cord. Holy shit! While uh, it was plugged in? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> Despite all this... Why did I say damn? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It's not as fun. <laughs> whip those kids. Too fuck whip those kids. Um, despite all this, as a child, Marcus was remembered by relatives as a kind and good singer. His famous favorite game was playing preacher which preaching uh marcus dropped out of high school at 17 and joined the military where he was a medic or ambulance driver sources differ he led the military left the military with an honorable discharge and settled in san jose california where he met rosemary maitorena a woman 13 years older than he Mm. who had eight children from a previous relationship. Cougar. Right, right. Come on. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Marcus seemed eager to take on the big family since he believed that they needed a shepherd to guide them. Soon, uh, the two soon had What's a... a shepherd? Like, uh, like a, a leader. Oh. Like a sheep shepherd. Like, oh, so like a metaphor kind of thing. Like, yeah. Not like an actual... Jesus a shepherd. A Bible shepherd, yes. Shepherd, shepherd? Shepherd. Oh, Lord. Um, they had a son together. At one point, one of May Torena's daughters, also named Rosemary, struggling with a drug addiction, dropped off her seven children, bringing the number of children in the household to 16. Jeez. Uh, it was May Torena's eight-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, that Marcus was most fixated on. He claimed that God had told him that Elizabeth was his wife, and he held a home marriage ceremony to the child. How old was he? He is, at this time, 17 or 18. Oh, jeez. He uh, took her out of school and began to personally teach her, homeschool her. At the age of eight? Yes. Hmm. When she was 12, he began to sexually assault her. Shockingly, Maytorena's reaction to this was not to protect her daughter. Uh, instead, she merely insisted that they wait until Elizabeth was 15 to get married. But at 14, Elizabeth became... Even though they know this was happening. Mm-hmm. Her mother knew this was happening. Um, at 14, Elizabeth was pregnant That's with his baby. 
and the two were wed as soon as they were she was legal age to marry. Marcus would go on to father ten more children with her before she reached the age of 26. Uh, many people reading this wonder why Maya Torana didn't protect her children from Marcus. Her obedience most likely was the result of profound fear, brainwashing, or both. After all, Marcus's idea of shepherding the family was to rule over them with an iron fist. He even made the family refer to him as master or lord. Oh boy, so let's get crazy fucking real fast. Culty, culty. Oh yeah. Um, he was well, a- I mean, I'm not defending this at all, but you're looking at a whole family of people who are defending each other uh to a t and when you see the i have lots of tangents to go on to here but when you see this and you're like well let's defend the family like it creates a cult very fucking quickly and i mean it looks at i see these memes all the time especially nowadays where like gen z is just like calling out the the family rapist like or the fucking sexual assaulters where they're like uh yeah uncle so-and-so touched uncle. me you, did, you have to protect him exactly no he fucking touched me inappropriately when i was the age of seven go fuck yourself so i encourage everyone who ever has encouraged has not encouraged has ever felt anything like this within their family you should definitely go and tell someone about this because tell the police about this because telling your family and they're them defending themselves uh is a shit show and i fucking hate that so go for it yeah um he would beat the women and his children with electrical cords baseball bats and his fists for the slightest transgressions um, one son, Serafino, recounted being beaten for 30 days straight for a crime of stealing a spoonful of peanut butter. Oh, boy. Safina, the, uh, a daughter, recalled Marcus beating their one-month-old infant, Jonathan, until his legs bled because he wouldn't stop crying. Jesus. Uh, because he believed... Hey, you're crying. Let me slap you with this cord. Oh, now That'll you're crying more. Uh, stop crying. Let me slap you again to make you stop crying. Oh, surprise, it's not fucking working. Because you're fucking hitting him with fucking cords that are making him fucking bleed. Oh, Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he believed the world was full of sin. He isolated the family and forbade them to have con- contact with outsiders. The children were all, quote, homeschooled. Once when Safina tried to leave, he stabbed her in the chest. Oh, my God. Uh, he also moved them around a lot once they lived in a rusted-out tugboat with no electricity or running water, where Marcus made the entire family stay below deck so they wouldn't be seen. When he would go ashore, he made the women row his raft like galley slaves. Then, for the better part of 12 years, they lived in an old army tent. Uh, they lived in a school bus for a while, moving up and down the California coast, before finally purchasing an old office building in on Hammond Avenue in oh Fresno. God. The daily life inside of the Wesson household followed the playbook of every authoritarian cult. Each day, three times a day, Marcus got to play preacher in real life, subjecting the family to hour-long Bible studies that were based on his own hodgepodge of religious beliefs, including that he was God and that Jesus Christ was a vampire. Okay. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, he was fascinated by and felt a kinship with fellow cult leader David Koresh from Waco during the 19th... Wait, who, did, have we talked about him? I have. What was, what was the topic? David Koresh. David Koresh held, had a 
like 50 person cult in Waco, Texas, where the arm he was buying and selling firearms illegally, and they the uh, tobacco and firearms people came in and tried to shut down his cult, and they had to stand out with the army. For oh yes, that's what it was. Like two, three days. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I I didn't remember the name, but I remember the situation. He thought he was Jesus. Yep. Um, so yes, uh, he told his family, this man is just like me. He's making children for the Lord. And like Koresh, Marcus had a a deep hatred for law enforcement. He even mandated a suicide pact. If any government official ever tried to make the children go away or split them, split up the family, the mothers were to kill the children and then themselves. He held monthly family meetings to discuss the plans of this detail or the details of this plan. Um, it's hard to express how completely Marcus controlled every aspect of the family's lives. Women and girls were especially subjugated. They had to dress in long skirts and headscarves, walk behind him, and remain silent in public. They were forbidden to talk to men under the punishment of beating. Even their own brothers and cousins were segregated from them, lest they develop, quote, sexual feelings for other men. Their lives were filled with unending labor. They were responsible for taking care of children as well as for the cooking and cleaning. Even when there was no running water or electricity, they were expected to wait on Marcus' hand and foot, washing his massive dreadlocks and even scratching his armpits. What the fuck? Uh, Jesus Christ. mm -hmm. In addition, anyone old enough to work outside the home was expected to do so and hand over their wages to Marcus. As for Marcus, he refused to work. Instead, he drew welfare, um, and in such poverty, food was scarce. The children often said that they only had rice to eat and would dig in dumpsters for food. Marcus, meanwhile, dined on fast food, enough that by the time he was arrested, he weighed nearly 300 pounds. So he didn't have money to go to fucking Whataburger all the time that he wanted to, but the kids were having to eat white rice and dumpster food. Yeah. Um, he if was, the, I'm assuming the white rice they got was like a little here's a little scoop of white of rice essentially I'm like oh that's it a treat yeah a little treat I got mm-hmm. rice um, he needed three sets of handcuffs to be handcuffed around his his wrists behind his back yes because oh. he was so fat my god um, that is not even the worst of Marx's crimes as soon as the girls in his family including his nieces and daughters reached the age of eight. Marcus began what he called loving. He would begin fondling them in their beds at night and then move up to outright sexual assaults in order to teach them to be better women. It's so disgusting! He would then marry them, each in their own ceremony where the girl would lay her hand upon the Bible and Marcus would lay his hand over theirs while they recited marriage vows. Then Marcus would give the girl a gold wedding band and a necklace. Marcus went on to father seven more children by his nieces and daughters in his twisted beliefs. Polygamy was mandatory and incest would, quote, produce the seed of a perfection of oneself. Uh, yeah. It's disgusting. I, I, I don't have any words. Like, I, I just can't, like... He raped his own daughter. It, and his and also, especially, I, I mean, not actually, I, I, all what you're saying is disgusting. So I'm not defending anything. I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying when you have sex with someone within your own uh, family, family, 
that in that creates a lot of um despair help problems because it creates disparities in your genetic code because typically like if you have a, a genetic mutation and you make love to someone else not make love you have sex with someone else and create another offspring this that, is rape if you rape someone in your family no, no no i'm not not saying that yet i'm like just, i'm talking about normal sex like a normal like heterosexual sex that you create an a normal zyto, zygote you have another person who can eliminate those uh, uh those mutations those, those genetic mutations but if that gen- genetic mutation was in you and also someone who's related to you and you have sex and have a child those genetic mutations become amplified and then that person probably will then have sex with someone within their own family again and then it becomes more amplified that's why like within the the uh royal court in, in europe uh, from fucking Russia all the way down to fucking Spain and Italy, like everyone you, had hemophilia. Everyone had a hemophilia because everyone had hemophilia. <laughs> like it was all mutations. Everyone was fucking crazy. Everyone had had uh, different like genetic syndromes that no one ever knew from the fucking 1300s all the way up until now. Like we have people who still are affected by that. So like, I mean, in incest is not great at all. So, uh, you trying to create a perfect baby out of this is the opposite of what you're trying to do. You hear that, Alabama? Exactly. Alabama, since the beginning of this podcast, we've been yelling at you. No. Stop. No incest, and you get, you ain't got no bluebell. So you have ha- sex with your neighbor only if they're not your cousin. So, y'all have ice cream and incest. Fig- figure, it, figure it out. Welcome. Come join us. We're yelling about a lot of things. Alabama, mostly. Uh, woo! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, fur. Fur cone. Not, that sounds awkward. Don't talk about my husband. Don't talk about my husband. I was actually talking about this blanket. <laughs> That's your husband. Thomas has hair on his head. And I don't. <laughs> you sure don't. <laughs> I have a little bit. So grown. Uh, Anyways. So... Uh-huh. Where the fuck was I? You were talking about uh, he was marrying. Yes. A, okay. Yeah. Uh, for most members of the Marcus family, this way of life was all that they had ever known. His nieces Ruby Ortiz and Safina Solario wanted out. Their sister. Rosa, How old were they? Do you know? No. When the, oh, okay. Their sister Rosa Solario remained loyal to Marcus. Marcus eventually agreed that they could go, but they only if they left their children. Yeah. Jonathan, that means they were old well not old enough but uh, i don't yeah i can't make any assumptions anyways mm-hmm. continue <laughs> um only if they left their children jonathan aviv behind a boy two boys oh. uh, despite uh, a desperate ex- to escape the two agreed yeah um but they adjusted to the world outside marcus's tight control they started to understand that what he did to them what he was still doing to the rest of the family was abusive so on march 12 2004 they gathered several relatives for support and went back to the wesson family home to rescue their children now both seven that's when the shouting match broke out marcus remained calm but refused to let ruby or safina come inside the house to let to get their children the women outside of the house hall shouted that shouted at them calling them judas whores and bitches yeah commanding them to quote bow down to their master 
As for Ruby and Safina, they knew that they had to get their children out of the house immediately. They were fully aware that the suicide pact that the family had made. Yet, when the police arrived, they ignored the woman's pleas and that he was that he was going to hurt the children. Um, as well as one of Marcus's sons telling them that his father owned a gun. Their warnings weren't even considered enough evidence to threat of a threat to the children's safety for oh them to enter the god. house. Oh my god. Hey, I was part of a cult. They told us that we're going to shoot everyone when we, we get caught. Um, oh, okay. Well, let's go take a look. Let's hey, see what happens. does your dad have a gun? Yes. Yes. Um, All right. Well, well, tell him to come out. Let's take a look. Let's go see what happens. <laughs> um, the Yes. And when shots rang out, the police said that they did not hear them, although many neighbors including those still inside their homes did so the police were not actually outside the door they were probably down outside perhaps they were perhaps they weren't oh boy the case was considered the worst mass murder in fresno history and the officers who encountered the bloody pile of children's bodies were so traumatized that they sought counseling bitch i also don't understand why people in the police department don't are not part of counseling to begin with like Police see don't have an active, active like why is there like not just like an active counselor like an actual like actual therapist like like you can have a counselor but like an actual therapist who's like you need to go see a therapist like at least once a week and then like after you see like a massive case or some s- sort of shit like that you need to go like immediately after that like have two a week I or something like that after immediately that. after that I'd be like take a week off. And then your first assignment, and you know. come back. I I don't know that I'd give a week off. I I I I'm not a therapist, so I don't know. But like I from what I understand from my therapist, talk about it immediately afterwards. My therapist friend, from what I understand, I, I don't want to name her, but she has told me that talking we'll about call her Princess Stephanie. Princess Stephanie tells me that uh, talking about trauma is the best way to to make things better. So like if a, if a trauma just happened and talk about it instead of just like dwelling on it, uh, is a big thing, especially like coming from, um, like, I mean, I'm, I'm trained in suicide prevention according to Texas A&M. Um, and so one of those things is like, if you see, if you see, if you, if one of your friends commit suicide, you are astronomically more, uh, uh, higher uh, of a chance that you likely. will commit yeah, more like likely there you go that you'll commit suicide as well so waiting to talk to that person a week or so is not ideal so seeing something massive like that you need to talk to someone like i mean, I, I would say faster person but Ex- i do I agree know. i do agree depends on the person but like uh, like I would think that you would ha- want to talk to someone like that immediately, and then talk to them like every two days or something like that, or even three days. Every three days after that, like to like check in with them, see what's happening for like at least two weeks, at least two weeks. Like that's my mental mental uh, health check in kind of situation, you know. Uh, but that's an ideal United States of America that we do not have. So. <laughs> Uh, a, a, a country that surprisingly uh, understands um, uh, mental health awareness and understanding uh, like 
health awareness. Uh, I mean, look at fucking New Zealand. You just go and okay. live in New Zealand. <laughs> it would be lovely if we did. But we I know. I talk about it all the time. If you heard of me on Facebook, I talk about Jacinda Ardern all the time. Well, me and Thomas could move there, but you, can't. you could move there, but you could also move there if you adopt me. You could adopt me. Well, we have an, we have enough. We have enough problems. You can take you. care of me. It's fine. Well, I can contribute. <laughs> what could you provide? Uh, my entertainment. <laughs> You're not entertaining. What else? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Abs- absolutely, absolutely not. not. Kendall lost his shit when I told him that. <laughs> Uh, no, no, Ben. Ben lost his shit. Sorry, not Kendall. Because ben lost his shit when I told him that. Yeah. Kendall was like, "Yes, and yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm gay." And Ben was like, "Oh my god, that's so perfect. I'd never heard that before." I was like, "It's been a meme on the internet for like hey, two years." If you like that, maybe you'll like this. Maybe you'll like the memes that I post on Facebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so when Marcus Wesson appeared to stand trial a year later, he was a different man. Um, he had, what do you mean? But he had ruled over his family like a tyrant, and sh- but he was in shackles now. Uh, he was once large, and now he was a tiny man. Uh, he had dropped half his weight, and he... Because he's not eating fast food all of his meals. His dreadlocks were, once past his weight, were cut short. Mm, good. Um, he was charged with nine counts of first-degree murder and 14 counts of molestation and rape. His mam- His mamily. His, member- <laughs> his members of his family testified, many of whom were still loyal to him. The jury came to the learn of the horrors that Marcus had inflicted on his family. Uh, his defense was to claim that he didn't kill anyone. Uh, that Sabrina... Even though someone shot... Sabrina okay. had actually pulled the trigger, murdering the children and then herself. The evidence was inconclusive. There were no prints on the gun, but her DNA was. Are you about to tell me someone that she's that he got off? Her her body was on top of all others, and the murder weapon, a twenty two caliber or twenty two yeah caliber Ruger MK eleven, was found underneath her. However, it is not known if she lay where she fell or was placed there, and the same could be said about the gun. The gunshot wound in her head was inconclusive as well. Consistent with a self-inflicted wound, a shot at close range couldn't be ruled out either. Ruby and Safina's testimony showed that Marcus had complete control over the family and that he had commanded them to commit this act as if the police ever tried to interfere. Having Sabrina kill the children then herself would fit his pattern of having a woman do all the hard work while he walks away. On the other hand, family annihilators usually kill their families, then attempt to blame the crime on the mother. Correct. In the end, it didn't matter to the jury who actually pulled the trigger. 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 Mm-hmm. Marcus Wesson was found guilty on all counts on July or June 27, 2005, and was sentenced to 102 years for the rape and molestation charges. For the murder of his children and grandchildren, he received the death penalty. He what state is he in? California. Oh, wow. Well, no. California is one of the states that still has a death penalty, which actually makes me, like, laugh a little bit. Because California is very liberal. Not necessarily. What do you mean? What do you mean? 
Oh, boy. Uh, he was sent to San Quentin Prison, the nation's largest death row, where he would be in the company of some infamous murderers such as Rodney Alcala, Charles Nee, Charles Richard Davis, and Scott Peterson. On the, I haven't in heard March, of any of these people. We have to research them still. Mm-hmm. Oh, March boy. of 2019, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a memori- moratorium on the death penalty, sparing Marcus Wesson's life. Thankfully, however, he will never be eligible for, for parole. Uh, so, a uh, fucking governor said, oh, yeah, he's okay. No. The governor said, nobody in California will die. Oh. I thought the gov- uh, California saw the death penalty. They do, but Gavin Newsom suspended it. Like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, we, we've talked about the death penalty on this podcast, and we had different ideas on the death penalty. I, I, I don't think that the death penalty is uh, necessary all the time. I don't think it's, it's a, like, oh, one person dies, one person gets killed, you know? I think it, it's a case-by—I think it's a case-by-case situation, personally. But, you know, here we are. Yeah. Well, we all know what I've said before. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have to, any right to tell Re- anybody rehabilitation, whether or not they're exactly. allowed to die. Yeah, well, not rehabilitation, but like, uh, I don't know. But I understand perhaps why other people may believe that they do have the right to sentence other people to yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. That's what, like uh, yesterday. Savannah was watching a Ted Bundy uh, dec- uh, uh, documentary on uh, Netflix. And she uh, played played it all day. So of course I was working while I was watching it. So I was like watching in between, like seeing what's happening, and uh, it started talking about like the his uh, trial to go to death penalty, and um, uh, how there was oh my god, there were so many people who were trying to defend him. It was wild because there were like people who uh, and like. I understand that your job as a lawyer, like when you, when you have a, you go through law school to get a certain point and like you have to create like a certain part of what you're trying to defend. And so like one of the girls was, uh, like after his third trial. So before he, uh, got to the death penalty part, um, and she, was like, oh yeah, I'll like try to defend him. I was like, okay, you are one of his like middle part, like young, attractive girls that he has just killed. Are you, you're really gonna like just go to defend this boy? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then he gets to the fucking like actual part where he's on the death row. And the same situation happens. This, like, young girl who's like, oh, it's not my my position to send anyone to death row. Like, I don't believe in the death penalty. Like, regardless of how many people who, who gets killed. She gets called uh, to show up for this fucking... This fucking trial, I guess. Uh, and she's like, hey, we have this person on death row that's about to, to be killed. You want to take this, this, uh, trial? She didn't get told who Ted Bundy is or who's she's defending. She's like, oh yeah, I'll take it. And she finds out that it is Ted Bundy and she has to fucking deal with the situation. Like that's, um, I don't know that, that irritates me because you we're looking at like serial killers that are on, on this like massive, uh, 
uh, kill streak. Also, like people like Ted Bundy who have been on this like massive, like destructive. I mean, he's been on a destructive trial for a long ass time. It just pisses me off that like he was able to to maintain a point, uh, and we talked about it. And, but like watching this documentary again with Savannah just like made me angry again. Uh, and seeing that like some so many people were like willing to defend him for the longest time, and that just like made me so mad. So that goes back to kind of what we just talked about now is like there are so many people who are out there uh who will defend someone when they need to um and like that makes me mad it is it goes like it goes against my like Hammurabi's code where it's like an eye for an eye like it's always an eye for an eye and like i understand that, like the judicial system is based around like a you know evidence that this happens but then we have lawyers that like you have evidence that tell you that this shit happened and you're still defending it the the fucking ted bundy documentary i walked to savannah there's still a lawyer who was interviewed recently for this fucking thing that i i assumed it was it was within the past year or so um who was still defending ted to this day 20 years later she was like she she was using a tone and words that were like, oh yeah, this this happened this way, and like the lawyers went above and beyond, or, or to, to the point of saying this, and it was like, it was like, girl, you're defending a a person who's who's now executed executed twenty years later, and you lost the case, but like, that's I mean that's a lawyer though. Yeah, I get it, but. I don't know that like I, I that's the reason why I can't think that I can be a lawyer oh, because I, I don't either because I can't look at a case and say, I yeah, you're wrong. I mean, a lawyer, I couldn't be a lawyer in the sense of where I would actually lie for other people. Thank you. I couldn't be a look lawyer at it in the sense of be like, no, no, that's not what happened exactly and let me tell you why because i have evidence for that but once i look at a case that has evidence stacked against me and like i don't actually have evidence to be like oh yeah he didn't kill someone it's like that or on, had uh, even upon that to be like you cannot say you can't prove that it was them yeah there's no way for you to prove that it was them yeah that's i could be a defense worse. attorney like that's I, I, could I do think s- that's worse than lying for somebody. I think I could do some, like, civil litigation shit, but then, once again, we still get in the same shit. You have to be defensive. And so, like, if something comes up when something was obviously for your company, it was like, like could could I be the person that says, like, oh, you're wrong, you know? And so, like, that's my job. And I only get my job if I win, you know? So, then I, that, I, I couldn't be a lawyer. That's, that's... I couldn't be a lawyer. Uh, yeah. Well, you're not, so. I'm not. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you're not. That was the story of Marcus Wesson. Well, there you go. I love <sighs> that. Wow. That's wild. We just talked about some two wild cases. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I, after what you've said today, I think I'm going to start fasting. You're going to start fasting? Mm. Well, after what you said today, I'm going to law school. I think it should become a vampire. I might get back. 
Anyway. I'm going to have a teaspoon of orange juice for breakfast. I'm going to ask... have a whole person's blood. Oh, I love that. I'm going to ask Cecily Strong to bite me a magnet. No big deal? You should be like, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. Wow. Whoa, I just bit you in the neck. I am Cecily Strong's vampire. This is origami. That's uh, Spanish for goose. <laughs> Stupid. I love her. I love her. Uh, anyways, you know who else I love? Who? Our sponsor, Economy Works. Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects fresh. They Freelance are a, professionals with project work? Yes. Uh, if your company needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, OconomyWorks has an excel, extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When, when we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more to book, uh, about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This is like an Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey like situation. But Have I'm... you seen that? Uh, no. Isn't it only available on, like, Apple TV or something? I, I only watched the, the music video, so. There's, like, a whole special or something. Oh, I only watched the music video, so I was, I was at peace I'm with not that interested I was at about peace either, with honestly. It was cute, but it was also not great. When, like, Mariah, you're gonna come back for one fucking year. And also, she came back for a song that was also not that great. And also, the song was only carried by Jennifer Hudson and Mariah Carey, uh, the entire time. Um, Ariana Grande. And also the music video was also not that great. Uh, but they, I do have to say their last like 20 seconds of their whistle tones when they're actually like matching harmony is actually like that's lit. I like that. I don't appreciate the whistle tone. It's not something that I'm like, gotta hear that whistle tone. No, but I I'm do like, like that. Oh. I'm not like. Oh, I'm like, wow, tone. that's impressive. I'm not like, ooh. Ooh, this sounds no, good. so that's what I'm saying. The whistle tone, seeing the two matching, harmonizing, having a whistle tone first of all is good. Ha harmonizing a whistle tone is also impressive. Impressive. It's, I think it's imp impressive. That's so true. I will give that, give that to them. You know what I'm saying? So, two points for you, Glenn. Coco. Two good points for you, Glenn for you Mariah Carey. One point for you, Ariana Grande. Jennifer Hudson. No points for you. No points for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on. She sang really well. Uh, anyways, so, um... That's our spoopy podcast. That's our... But we also, well, we gotta we talk to, about we our friends. We gotta talk about our friends. Over at Let's, Let's Talk, talk About, about Gay Stuff! The podcast that reviews this day, this week, in LGBTQ history. Mm. Bringing you important events, birthdays, dates, legislation... Another bus. Another Club. bus. Club. Bus. Uh, no sleep. No sleep. Uh, of course, we're in a special time where uh, our good Judy... Um, what's your name again? Chris. Oh, Chris is going to be on this Sunday's episode. I of... will be on the same episode that comes out this week as Let's Fucking Stuff. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about gay stuff. It's gonna feature some guy named Chris. And I don't know what he's gonna talk about. Uh, 
Do you have any? Um, I know what I'm going to talk about. But it's coming uh, up the day. Tell us what you talked about. I'm not going to spill the tea. If you want to go listen to what I talked about, uh, you can show up to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Oh, yes. Let's, let's Talk, talk about, about Gay Stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Talk Gay Stuff on let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com yeah. if you were like just interested in like email kind of format of messaging there you go um yeah so why don't you head on over to your favorite uh listening platform and hear what's your name again chris chris yeah chris <laughs> last name white Chris Wright. Yes, Chris Wright. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. That's it. That's it. You got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Uh, also, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our podcast at our Ruby. Our Ruby podcast. podcast. It's like a child that we never knew of. We birthed them. It was one of those like, I didn't know I was pregnant situations. Yes, like, it was yes. like kind of like plot. Yes. And was like, yes, Whoa, yes, yes, yes. there's a child there. I had 20 Twinkies and mm. I was like, wow, I'm bloated. And then I... I Pop, baby. I don't feel good, and there's a baby there. Um, so we have our Ruby podcast. Oh boy! Uh, our Ruby podcast is in a middle of a hiatus currently a hiatus. because we had a little bit of busy time because of Thanksgiving and Spencer's wedding. Um, I'm married. <laughs> and then we also have a hiatus for the next three weeks before uh, the next drag comes out. So uh, we will be pausing briefly. But we did release a brief episode where we told you about some weird shit and drag that's going on. Uh, including Katya's uh, song, Jujubee and Cracker getting together, and... Uh, remember the, Bob, the drag Bob, the drag Bob the Drag Queen's YouTube channel. Bob the Drag Queen. Uh, so if you want to listen to us talk some Ruby things, of course, we're there on rubypodcast.com. That's rubypodcast on gmail.com, rubypodcast on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. Oh, Facebook and Instagram. And no Twitter yet. And check them out at, uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> All the podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast. Exactly. So we will be here for you guys. Uh, also, uh, Ruby Podcast has some familiar voices that you might hear. Like, kind of uh, like. I believe it's hosted by two witches who uh you know haven't learned to read but they're trying they're trying we're trying you we we just normally cackle a lot a, a lot of laughing like we're more like <laughs> <laughs> but it's about drag queens instead of what we're talking about now so it's a good time it's you'll good love time. it it's great don't forget to get, get spoopy, spoopy with them